Hey, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Southside Trap Podcast, the podcast that helps you stay outside with the Chicago Red Stars with your girl, Sandra. Here today with a massive recap, we got to talk about dubs. Chicago Red Stars picking up multiple wins, Chicago Sky coming out as WNBA champions. And of course, if you didn't think we were going to talk about it, you are dead wrong. We're going to talk all about Dub City for women's pro sports here in Chicago, primarily with the Red Stars. I can't do it all alone. No one can ever do anything alone. I'm here today with my friend, homie and colleague, Claire Watkins, AKA Scam Originator. Claire, how you doing today? You feeling like a winner? You know, <laughs> yes. Uh, I don't know if I personally, I, you know, the funny thing is like, uh, you, did you see those those photos of, of Courtney Vandersloot in the walking boot on Tuesday? I was like, girl, me too. Yep. <laughs> I was like, my Achilles are also sore. Uh, and I also am dealing with my my plantar fasciitis and my I don't have a voice and all that shit. But um, yeah, people, you're, you're all going to love struggling. I've This has been a weird week in that, like, I've been riding this high. Like, I feel great. I mean, I feel great. That week, this weekend was so good. But I also, like, it was nonstop. And wow. so this week, has been has been hard i think a little bit for me we are going to you can hear y'all can hear my voice right now yeah i was gonna say like people are gonna get a real treat here in the in the raspiness and the crack snap like the crack snap and pop of like of our voices on this episode and you know what man honestly no regrets it's gonna it's a real moment in time that we're capturing here yeah has been quite the week like you said a massive week we're talking it was like sky Red Stars, Sky, Red Stars. It was back and forth. And we and we caught ourselves up in all of it. Honestly, yeah. we were taking in uh, Red Stars games. We were taking in Chicago Sky games. This is Chicago Red Stars podcast. So let's let's get down to uh, to what people come here for, which is Chicago Red Stars content. Two wins for this team in a span of five days. And when we were chatting a little bit about content planning for this episode, that's we were like, seeing which angle we want to come at it from because people are might there might be a contingency of of listeners out there that maybe are still worried about the Chicago Red Stars but honestly like we wanted to come on here and talk about Chicago and their form heading into this final week of of the regular season really this was like this was always the end game for this team we've seen and covered this team for a long time and and they have always tackled the regular season absolutely as a marathon not, you know, a quick sprint of a race. And they are now winners of their last two and sitting in, in a playoff position right now. They they had that midweek match against Orlando Pride and they won that on a narrow scoreline, 1-0. Then they went ahead and hosted their final regular season home game against uh, Kansas City NWSL and defeated that team uh, 2-1. to one. And uh, we could talk about the soccer a little bit, but I think maybe we're going to look at these as like individual performances and what we are seeing coming out of these games coming into to this final week. Because uh, there's some players out here coming, rolling out with the toes that we have, you know, and uh, putting some strong performances together as 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 the season finally comes to a close. Uh, I think we got to highlight some of those as well. I think Khalil Wah had a big game in both of these uh, matches. Uh, I like seeing Mal Pugh still sort of be uh, relentless in front of goal. And we're seeing things like uh, the Red Stars continue to find success off of set-piece opportunities. Uh, and we even saw the return of on goal in one of these matches as well. 
I mean, yeah, the defense is playing really well too. I mean, I think the basis of all of this is, is that the defense is, is good. And I think that, uh, the, the, um, the way that they are playing basically, especially your one, the one-on-one defending has been, has been exceptional. Um, Casey Kruger has been very good as always. Sarah Gordon has been really good. And this is the first time she's been asked to hold down a home stretch in that center back position. And, and she's doing a really good job. She and Tierna Davidson have very different roles, but they, they handle them really well. Aaron Wright, um, I think is a player that, uh, is is always pushing forward into the attack but I was I was impressed even in the Kansas City game when it was obvious that everyone was really really tired that she was able to do a more traditional outside back job and and did a nice job as well um yeah I mean I think that it's the same stuff as always and I what I'm what I'm struck by and like straight up we will talk about once this season is over um, the approach to the season and, and whether we think that's good enough. But for now, I do think that we have to acknowledge that the red stars never thought that they were not going to make the playoffs. Like even when things were still bouncing around quite a bit and things were really tight and you were in, you were out, you were in, you were out. Um, they were talking playoffs. They've been talking playoffs for weeks. They've been talking playoffs for weeks. And when they got to the point where it was really kind of do or die, they've put together this whole campaign that for, all of the teams that have not yet clinched um, them and Gotham are the most secure right now. And that's where they want to be. Houston and North Carolina are less secure. And so at this point, no, they have not clinched playoffs, but it would take a string of events to, to bar them. That would be highly unlikely at this point. Um, And so I think that you kudos is maybe too strong because it's the expectation, right? But they lived up at least to that expectation. And I do want to respect that they did not get too caught up in the day to day to a fault maybe. And again, we'll talk about that once the season's over, but um, this is very much an incremental growth sort of a team this year. And the fact that they can really comfortably go into this final match weekend and they do play first. So they're not going to know when they play, but going to this final match weekend next weekend after the international break, feeling pretty good about where they're at is, is good. That's, that's job done. And and I think that we being very close to it are, are quick as anybody to criticize the things that we're frustrated by, but um, that's good. That's great for this group. It's really great for this group, what they've been able to do. And I think that um, I really respect I respect the steadiness, I guess. I respect the consistency. Um, they're like the, <laughs> they're like the Sarah Waldmo of teams, you know. Where it's they're just like, like the Sarah Waldmo. Yeah, we're here and literally and literally have a Sarah Waldmo to claim. The team. That's yeah, actually yeah. quite. <laughs> again, we'll save it for the end of the year stuff, but yeah, yeah Sarah, Sarah Waldmo for for sure. It's important. I think that's a great, great way to sort of make that comparison. Um, this team, we talk like we've heard it. We've talked about it. it. It sort of always just kind of felt like it was, it was going to come down to you know the final four games of uh, the final four to five games of the regular season, and you know when they were on the road against All Rain and they came away, you know with with that loss, it just sort of felt like okay, like of these five games, you maybe had one left, right? right. Like one left of of a loss and they, they ended up <clears throat> picking that up against, against the rain. But even within that sort of, 
seeing the team's response within the loss, you know, kind of making it close uh, with that, with that three, two scoreline, but really kind of setting the tone with that two, one win, I think against, against Portland and then finally getting back home and having these final couple of games um, against uh, Orlando and against Kansas city. And like, kind of having to deal with the, the, a little bit of the adversity within that as well, because that, that Orlando game, man, that, that I went to that, and the rest of our colleagues weren't able to like go to, because it was a rescheduled game. Right. Yeah. Yeah, It was a, it was a, it was a midweek rescheduled game. That was the game that got uh, postponed because, you know, the league wanted to uh, pause some games temporarily in light of all the news coming out and, and give, give players time and space to, to process that a bit. And they came back, to Bridgeview and, and got that, that one zero win. And this is like, still, these are still clubs. And I guess this is where we're talking about it, like in a holistic sense um, of the, of league, of a league wide thing, but you know, these teams are, these players are still going out there and and still participating in player demonstrations. Mm -hmm. So they've, they've altered them those a little bit, like instead of happening in the middle of the game in the six minutes happening at, at kickoff, but it's still, it's still very much uh, a prevalent thing for these players to do. Um, and it's still, it could still probably kind of, you know, maybe wreck you a little bit because it's a very, very emotional moment if people haven't been there in the stadium to, to witness it. But um, to sort of see the team kind of not only come back and then have to do this rescheduled game, a game that was going to cramp up their week. Right. That it wasn't initially scheduled that way. It was scheduled so that the Red Stars would kind of have like a chill exit from their regular season, but it ended up being where now they're going to have another cramp week, still participating in the player demonstrations, but still, still have, just still have like the, the mental space, the physical space to, to go out there and do their jobs as like soccer players and pick up this, this win. Because like, I remember previewing this Orlando game and on one hand, it's like, it's not do or die. And then like, on the other hand, it was like, no, nah, this is, this is like, dude, this is do or die. Yeah, no, you can't, they couldn't have, I mean, it was like one of those things. Having a like, very different conversation. If either yeah. of these games had been draws, they, they really did need all three points from both. Of these. Yeah. It was like, it was like, Oh, like maybe like they still have that extra game in hand against the Orlando then, but it's like, no, take, take care of your business. Yeah. Right. And, and they did, they, they really, really did. Um, uh, Another thing, another thing that maybe is indicative of this season as well is I, I got, I get a little bit of a kick out of, um, the fact that Chicago's looking real good for playoffs. Right. But they hold like one tiebreak. <laughs> so like, they're not even, it, it's impressive in a way to, to be looking good for playoffs while holding no tie breaks over the people who you're in close competition with for those spots. Now That's they impressive. have tied season series with Houston and, and North Carolina, but goal differential has been a lost cause for a long time. So that five, that five, nothing hole, they put themselves in at the beginning of the season, they've never gotten out of. So, um, and that's just like, that's a, a stat that sort of speaks to what this season has been right. Where just completely unconcerned with who it is that they're playing, get your points from, Portland or North Carolina lose yeah. some really bad games, but it's only just points goal differentials out the window, but who cares and just put a campaign together that kind of flies under the radar and get the job done. Now, has this been the most exciting season to cover Sandra? <laughs> no, it has not, but that's, that's them doing their jobs. And I, again, I, I, I respect that. I really do. Look. 
<laughs> let's uh, let's uh, okay phil allow us let's center in a little bit on the kansas city game for a second because okay. this was like we go to this game and it's like okay so here's here's us going to this what could be the chicago red stars final home game but it's for sure what we did know was the final home game of the regular, regular season. season yeah um and still still a game where it's like you you need to come in here uh, and win and kansas city is like they've they've been this team for you know, for me, like when I watch them, they've kind of embraced like that spoiler team role where they're absolutely like going head to head with with the rest of the competition out there and, and picking up points or stealing points off of other teams who need them. Um, and I think like coming into this game, like both both teams were kind of having the the quick turnaround. And so that maybe was going to cancel some things out in terms of fatigues or potential X factors or, or game difference makers. Um but it, on paper, you're just looking at it and you're like, okay, Chicago, this is another team where you're like, Chicago needs to like handle, handle their business. And I remember like us watching this game and it just sort of felt like leading up because it took a half hour for things to get going and like kind of feeling like, well, no one's really taking over this game right now, which might mean that like some funny things could happen. Um, and some funny things did happen. Chicago went up early. Uh, well, they went up first, uh, like right around the half hour mark with a goal from uh, or really early with a goal from uh, Khalil Watt. And then well, right after that. that well, that, that that was the own goal. The, the oh, my God. I'm switching on my game. So. We thought I thought that was Terry Davidson's goal at first. Uh, it took a pretty with, unfortunate deflection. Yeah, I don't know if it's, you it's saw the out. other angle. Yeah, but it came out. I felt second. bad for Kansas City there. I was like, "Ooh, that's tough. That's rough." Yeah, I ended up getting credited to Kristen Edmonds. Um, yeah. but I that like those little moments like that. It's just sort of feel like in a season like this where we're talking about maybe hasn't been the most excited, or maybe there hasn't been like all of these storylines coming out of Chicago. Like even though it was still an own goal that was credited to Edmonds. Like the fact that it came off the set piece, the fact that like Turner Davids, a defender was the one to get on it and do that. Cause that was also like a common thread with some of these earlier set piece goals where own goal was making an appearance. Like Kayla Sharple's getting in the mix really early with some of those and, and Tatum Malazzo causing a lot of, of chaos in the box. And now Turner Davidson kind of getting on the end of one to help force uh, an own goal as well. I'm like, these are like the little things that I'm going to hang on to when I'm thinking sure. about like, I mean, Chicago, Chicago's got seven, I think seven set piece goals. Um, not all from corner kicks. They're the one, I think the other major one being that free, that Danny Colaprico free kick in Houston, um, the, the Casey Kruger got the rebound on, but, um, yeah, like they, they're kind of flipping the script, right? They, uh, they have not been known as a set piece team. Um, however, I, I think a little bit, yeah, and they've got six own goals, which is again, that's by far a new NWSL single season record. But um it I do think, and maybe when you look at the or the trajectory of the Orlando Pride, who they played and will play again, or kind of what Kansas City is trying to do, trying to end the season on an upswing or whatever. I think with the Red Stars, you do fall back on, especially when you're that tired a little bit, you just kind of fall back on team identity. You fall back on like the most base level um, easiest thing to fall back on. And I think that we've seen multiple times this season, again, they're not really giving themselves a huge margin of error, but they're coming from behind and they're getting draws or they're coming from behind and getting wins, or they keep pushing after conceding that we'll talk about it. They concede right after they get that goal. And, um, I do think a little bit, you see the red stars kind of falling back on 
this identity that they've created for themselves specifically this year. Cause obviously this year has been very different, which is just keep grinding, keep trying things. Um, and stay and don't lose your head just stay really focused and really engaged and don't give a lot of space and good things will happen and I think that those set piece goals are indicative of that in that I'm not even sure there is an exact like here's how we're going to attack it's more just like we're going to keep trying stuff and then good things will happen and I think that that again, the corner kick, that corner kick. I mean, the second goal that they scored against Kansas city was one of their better goals of the year, but um, yeah, I think that that's kind of where we're at with it. And that is why to a certain extent, you know, depending on who they do end up playing likely in that wild card round, um, I wouldn't necessarily want to play them. Chicago finds a way to get back in, you know, they're, they're hard to play and that's kind of their whole MO. So um yeah, I guess like let me let me ask you let me ask you a question. So I guess like in how we're talking about this and like Chicago's uh, recent like end of season form with the game remaining, like does it feel like at all to you if maybe like that's what this is like a culmination of? Like, is it just that this team needed like this team as assembled like needed to just get game after game after game after game? to finally string together these type of results and sort of, you know, have this kind of push towards the end of the season? Or is it just sort of like, like you said, just sort of relying on who they are culturally as a team, which is like a defensively organized, like organized defensively sound type of team that can attack and score on you? I mean, I think maybe, maybe I go with option C, which is just they stop getting such shit luck. I mean, I think a little bit, you know, we talk about a team like the pride, which I think you can look at their season in a number of ways. One would be that they started out really well and then sort of fell apart, which I don't think that's what happened. I think that they got really lucky at the beginning of the season and had a couple balls bounce their way and, you know, pounced on a couple mental errors from opponents and did quite well. And then maybe sort of slid back to their actual talent level um, at the end of the season. And so I think that with Chicago, I think that outside of the first game, which was a, a problem. And again, when we kind of look at the whole season, we'll talk about that first game because it did happen. Um, I think that Chicago's play hasn't changed that much. I just think that it's been a weird season for a lot of teams. And um, I think that part of what I commend Chicago for is actually not to freak out when they had such bad luck in the early parts of the season and just kind of kept doing what they've been doing. And some parts have definitely been better, but I also, I don't actually think Chicago has improved significantly in the last two months. I think that they've just kept doing what they're doing and they're not a bad team, you know? Yeah. I'm into that. I just sort of like, there are parts of like, when I'm looking, I think at like individual performances where I'm asking myself that question where I'm just kind of like, okay, is player X, Y, or Z turning it on here for... They figured Rachel Hill out. That helped, I think, a lot. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I just, like, and also, I mean, like, the the injuries that they kind of got hit with a little right. bit here in the second half, like, with the, with, with whether it's Bernardo or having to, like, kind of alternate Cola sure. Preco and, and Gatry at one point, you know, after that first, very first uh, Orlando Pride yeah, game, right. uh, picking up the knocks that they picked up. So I, I've just, like, watching the players 
who are considered the bench players, I guess, at this point, kind of slot in and just be able to like do their jobs. Like yeah. you and I noticing very quickly how like Katie Johnson got slot into that 10 right. and all of a sudden she was a 10 right. for this team and yeah. was doing like really cool and good things. That, and they Kansas, went City game, results. that Kansas City game was funny that she did the same thing in, in the Kansas City game. And it really kind of felt at that point like they just had four forwards on the field. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. It was just like, well, all right. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. Well, no, that's the other thing, like with with that Orlando game and like seeing Kayla Sharple sub in time yeah. and, and getting put on the, the six top behind line. the other sixes or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's just a little bit of you're just kind of like, yeah, this is it is it's like this is this is the team like yeah. this is the team that has been in place like like all year, even when there was a discussion of whether or not this team was going to add additional pieces for this 2021 roster. And that was just something that never came to fruition. Um, and it just sort of came, became like this, this is it. Like, this is the team. This is the 2021 Chicago uh, Red Stars. And now they have a, a game in front of them um, that we'll hang on to that. We're going to preview that for you uh, all probably closer to the match sometime next week. Um, but we started this episode off uh, giving some praise to two Chicago teams. And we wanted to wax poetic about uh, the Chicago sky for a little bit, if our listeners will allow us, because uh, we've been posting it on our socials. We've been putting it out there on our, on our Twitter feeds that we have been like paying attention to this team for quite some time. Um, and this season ended up just becoming the magical season that we felt it was going to be. Uh, I guess we could just, start with the fact that you know Candace Parker making her return to her hometown and signing with the Chicago Sky that in itself sort of felt unbelievable <laughs> that it happened um and then it did and then when we're talking about maybe some parallels here uh having a really bad start to a season um Chicago Red Stars having themselves not a great start to their season and Chicago Sky dropping their like first seven games of their season having Candace Parker uh, pick up a pretty significant injury uh, just because she's a baller and was going too hard in training and tweaked an ankle. Um, it kind of had to be sidelined for a little bit and struggling to find and re- like rediscover their identity, honestly, and sort of figure out things along their season along the way. Their head coach, James Wade, having to use the roster in front of him, right? And uh, just sort of wild to see this team kind of really figure it all together when it counted the most. Yeah. I mean, I think the thing that really struck me about the postseason versus the regular season was not so much the start because it was like a little bit, it was a new look sky, a little bit, right. New look sky. They were kind of figuring roles out and and they didn't get a lot of time with Kansas Parker at the beginning of the season. So they had to sort of figure out the best way to play around her in the middle of the season. Um, The thing that really struck me, and I think that it's something that the team talked about after winning. Um, I think Allie Quigley talked about it a little bit was at the end of the regular season, they looked tired. They looked really tired, just physically and emotionally spent. And that's the kind of thing that, you know, we're just fans. We don't know exactly where that comes from, but it looked like they were struggling post Olympics. They do these, they'd have these amazing games. They'd like drop a hundo on Seattle and then they would almost lose to Indiana. And you would just be like, what is going on? Like, are you okay? Like what is happening? Um, and then, yeah, I don't know. I think that for whatever reason in the postseason, they either found the freedom in knowing that it was almost over or, in you get that really good win against Dallas. You start to really believe you think, okay, 
we can totally do this. I told Sandra this right after Sunday, which is like the sky kept waiting for a game in the postseason that was supposed to like remind them that they weren't supposed to be there. And it never happened. Um, part of that was just partially how their opponents played, but also just, they were competitive in every single game they played. The worst game was that Connecticut game and they were tied going into the fourth quarter. So it's, they played really well. And I, that that's like my main takeaway a little bit is not just that they put it all together. Cause they obviously did, but just like, I don't know where they found the energy. And I thought that that was, if you want to talk about something that you can get inspired by, if you're mm. the red stars, it's that it's like, okay, end of the regular season season starts now. And especially cause like the way Chicago red stars have played this regular season is kind of like the way the sky did, like the sky a little bit obviously had to make some choices about what their regular season record was going to be in order to make sure that everyone was good to go for this postseason run. Yeah. And it's similar for the red stars. Um, they do not play similarly. Those are not similar teams uh, in, in any sort of way. I would say the 2019 red stars are about as close to, to the 2021 sky as, as anything. But um, I mean, yeah, I, I was thinking about that this week, actually in a number of different ways, like what, can the red stars learn from the sky? And I think that energy thing is one. I think the other thing too, I was just thinking about the larger Chicago of it all, which is we saw how many people were so stoked for this guy this week. Like mm. I got, I was wearing my sky sweatshirt and I like got stopped on the street. I had multiple oh, yeah. people be like sky and four. And I said, yeah, you know, yep. um, they sold out 10,000 people two two nights in a row. They had at least 4K at the rally on Tuesday at noon. Um, and so I think that if there's a larger thing to take away from it, and this is not just a 2021 thing, this is just like a Chicago thing. Like this was the first, I say major because I know that the Chicago bandits have been, been quite good in the past, but um, this was the first real major trophy that um of a of a league with you know six 12 12 teams 12 teams 16 teams how many teams no, they got 12 12 12 teams i know 12. i feel like they should have 16 like in my head they have 16 but um uh 12 teams you know larger league but um more established league and chicago i just don't think that chicago has a women's sports problem i don't i really don't you see the way that people rallied around the sky i just don't think that there's a huge barrier here um, for women's sports. I think Chicago wants a winner. Um, and maybe that's the difference is that there is a commitment to these terrible men's sports teams that you would never have for a women's sports team. But I think it's really easy for your average Chicagoan who likes sports to be like, Hey, you hear, you hear the women are hooping down the street and they go, fuck yeah. All right, let's go. Let's go see that, you know? And so when you look at the red stars, I've said this before. I said this in 2019, the best promotion they ever did for themselves was making the championship in 2019, winning that semifinal. They lost all that momentum, not only off the field, but on it too. And I think when we complains too strong a word, but when we criticize Chicago, it's partially because we know that winning is the key to this team surviving and thriving, even just monetarily. And so that was, there was some clarity for me this week on that. I was yeah. like, 
part of the reason we so deeply want Chicago to be good and to be obviously good is that's truly the health of the organization in this area. And it, it was, it was just interesting to kind of be on both, see both, you know, see both this week, I guess. So. Yeah, no, I, I'm right there with you. I mean, this, this entire experience has been, it is, uh, it has been immense. It's, it's absolutely unforgettable. Yeah. Um, I've never, ever, ever been near so close the championship like that the euphoria i have been feeling yeah because it hasn't subsided but i feel like i won (laughs) yes and it's just like i and my brain like my sports brain is like there's a small part of my sports brain that's like no dummy that's not how it works you (laughs) know like there's a small part of my sports brain that's like no dummy that's not how it works but the other side of my brain is like shut up like (laughs) like doesn't damn it feels good to be a gangster type yeah right um you know but the the amount of euphoria i have felt yeah uh in watching the chicago sky succeed and adjacent to that seeing the chicago red stars kind of get into their playoff mode yeah like has just been it's uh the endorphins are like real man it's just like like the energy that is uh, it's been giving me to whatever complete my own uh stuff is has been it's been unreal and for the sky specifically it it is it's it's something that's like absolutely like unforgettable and i'm not just saying that because it's just like we're still basking in the glow of it this week um but all of it leading up to it like the single elimination playoff games that yeah. we were like texting each other through or you know taking in the one of the semifinal games against Connecticut and just sort of seeing and not that we didn't believe before but you know seeing the Chicago Sky and knowing who they were yeah exactly 60 that figured it out at the right time yep take down the best team in the league. Like, I'm sorry, y'all. If you have not seen the Connecticut Sun play in person, they were absolutely the best oh, team yeah. in the WNBA in 2021. And the fact that they are not the champions will probably haunt them for the rest of their lives. It looked like it hurt to play them. Like it was, it looked physically painful. To yeah, have to you play could tell that like, yeah. this was not the matchup that they wanted right. going into their semifinal. Um, they probably would have been like, let's like yes let's face the aces or the storm or whomever and right. like call it a day uh but they just they didn't uh they didn't this they just didn't want any of the chicago team in, in chicago uh came through i mean connecticut came through with the choke like they just had no answer yeah. for it because chicago just kept kind of attacking them in waves and it was delightful to see um and then to just sort of see this this run uh, that, that the team continued to go on in their, in their championship, uh, final series. Um, and also like in between that, like seeing Chicago Red Stars players, like taking in these games, uh, going to Chicago sky games, obviously feeling the energy around this as well. Uh, there's a sense of camaraderie there uh, between these two, uh, franchises there, there always has been, you know, as, as far as two women's pro leagues, trying to make it in the city, but I'm in a hundred percent in agreement with you, Claire, when we went to that game three final in Chicago against Phoenix and just like sitting where we were sitting and like taking in that crowd, I was like, Oh man, this is the 2019 semifinal. Right. For the Chicago red stars. And, um, it did, it did. It stung a little bit, not in that. Oh, they didn't go and go all the way and win the championship. It stung a little bit in that. It's like, man, 
the sky are about to start their journey. Right. Not that they won the championship, but the job is done. No, this franchise is about to start yeah. their journey. And this is a franchise that's 10 years old. Exactly. It's an expansion um, team. Expansion team. Yeah. They, they came in late into the game yeah. of WNBA. So I'm like, I, it was, uh, it's sung a little bit. I was like, wow. I was like, I'm so happy for this franchise. Yeah. The job's really about to get done. I mean, you hear from the ownership already, they got a taste of it and they're like, let's do it again. Let's do it again. Like, let's go. Like yeah. they're locked in as much as the players are. So like, that's what it takes. And then you see how infectious that is, the winning, the culture, all of it, the excitement for yeah. the city. And unfortunately it's so shitty, but that is the bar right? It has for to, have women's to pro leagues yeah. in yeah. major cities. Yeah. I'll add yeah. that onto it. Yeah. I will add yeah. that component onto it. If you are a women's professional team, in a major city. And I'm talking about your city has to have at least a million people in it. That's right. I have, this is a, this is a Sandra argument that you can, that people can have with me off this podcast. There's only a couple of those in this country. And there's only a few of those in this city. There's like maybe, you know, 10 of them. And there's a lot of major, what are supposedly major cities in this country. And I'm like, if you don't have at least a million people in your city, I don't know what you want me to tell you. Right. Congrats on on having that type of disbelief. Um, (laughs) So if you are not like New York, LA, Chicago, Houston, and I'm just going to stop there because I can't keep rattling off, but like, I'm just like, if you're a major women's team in any of those type of markets where you have at least a million people or more than a million people, it's so shitty, but that is the bar, right? The bar is that you have to win yeah, in order to really start this, whatever culture that you are really trying to like establish yourselves within your city. So like if, if we're looking at comparison, we're looking at a spot like Phoenix, we're looking at the Mercury. Yeah. We're looking at, at Seattle storm. These are like women's franchises that have multiple championships histories. Yeah. And histories with that, you know? So it's like, yes, of course it's like, they are franchises that are like really, really well, but again, that also goes into my, you know, population thing. But anyway, um, but it did like sitting there with you and like taking it all. And I absolutely thought back to that 2019 semifinal. There were 10,000 people there. Yeah. At that, at their Chicago Red Stars semifinal, you know, and like that, and it's like, that is what it takes. That is what it takes to be like a a women's pro team. And that is what success looks like in a city like Chicago, if you're a women's pro team. So it's a, it is still absolutely something that's obtainable. It's still absolutely something that can be achieved. I mean, we got to bear witness to that this week with the Chicago sky team. Um, And it makes you hungry. Man, yeah. it makes you hungry for more. It makes you hungry for more. And I, the Chicago Red Stars at the time of us recording this podcast are currently sitting in fourth place and they need a lot of things to happen to ensure that they maybe do host some right. type of home playoff scenario game. Um, but I would love to see them make a run and I would love them to, uh, I would love for them to continue to write their own history and we'll see what happens. Yeah. I mean, I think, I I'll go ahead and say this, you know, I, I wanted, I really did want to give, give the red stars their flowers this week because they've done a really nice job, but oh, yeah. um, you talk about what it takes. I don't think getting fifth or sixth in a 10 team league is what it takes to build something. Um, I don't think losing in a quarterfinal is what it takes to build something. If you're going to be this incremental and this, I don't even, I mean, I don't want to use the word cynical, but if you're going to be this pragmatic, that word pragmatic, that's the word you want to be this pragmatic about your regular season. 
if you don't do, if you don't make a run now, even to the next game, right? Semifinal game, maybe host it, right? Then this is not the season that you wanted it to be. And I think that was true for the sky as well. Yeah. And I don't people, think people were saying, up. people were saying, you know, if, if the sky don't make a run, you're looking at James Wade's contract, seeing, thinking, yeah. how's he doing? You know, yeah. I think that that's fair. Yeah. Like if Candace Parker doesn't come back and they have the season that they have, like, was it worth it? Was it, it worth it? Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. like, is that player even coming back? You know right. what I mean? It's like all those, you have much different conversations yeah. versus yeah. the ones that you're having um, now, which are all great and celebratory. And uh, we always good. knew, we always knew it was good. <laughs> yeah. But something about it just sort we, of felt I, We felt great about that game away to Minnesota in the second single elimination game. I never said they were going to lose yeah. that game ever. We, we never had history to go on and say that James no. had a hard time against his former team <laughs> ever. Yeah. No, there was definitely moments of uh, <laughs> insecurity. I'll just yeah. Yeah. security <laughs> because listen, we are not a Chicago Sky podcast. The Chicago Sky are the team that we actually do get to fan out a bit That's about right. so we definitely come with the fan feeling on it and we absolutely were feeling tummy rumbles and aches in those single I mean, them yes <laughs> for sure for sure uh but um it was nice to uh to also I, I guess i'll take this time to acknowledge when we did attend these games we had it was so great to see literally i said at one point i'm like it's literally like I can't believe 3 million people are here in Winchester Arena. It yeah, just right. like everybody yeah. was there. Yeah. You knew somebody who knew somebody who was at this game. I ran into my cousin at the game. Yep. Um, shout out to, uh, there was uh, a young person named, named Katie and someone else who were, people were coming up to us and like saying go Red Stars and like go Southside yeah, Trap. So exactly. shout out to, to all of you who were like, you ended up checking us out and seeing us and showing us love there. That that's always very, very kind. Um, and shout out to, to one, three, four, man, because yeah, we all got yeah. to take in that, uh, that championship game um, together. And it was nice to, it's, it's much more fun and it's much more nice when you could take it all in with friends. Um, and it was great to, of course, uh, have you alongside for the ride, man. This was, this was oh, really- and I also, and I also like, I, I've, I've, we'll see if I will see, but I, I, uh, I want to shout out Colleen Mares though, too. Because you talk about someone who has been moving behind the scenes for both of these teams a little bit, especially in the last couple of months. Shout out to Colleen, who, you know, part uh, part owner of the Chicago Red Stars. Obviously, we saw chance at all of these games. And and I'm not trying to, like, take anything away from chance, but you got to have you got to have a team together to get those perfect moments. And uh, shout out to Colleen, because. Absolutely. She, what she has done this year in really getting involved with the the cool stuff with women's sports in this city is really impressive. And I, I respect her a lot. So it's important, man. And I'll throw in Sarah Spain too, man. She took the wrestlers yeah. out to a game. For sure. So it see it. Um, you, you love to see it. And uh, we're going to conclude with that right here. Sky all the way. Baby Sky and four. They did it. Uh, that's forever. And uh, hopefully we get to uh, continue to cover some cool stuff about the Chicago Red Stars in 2021 as well. I uh, want to just remind everyone, if you're into it, uh, the United States Women's National Team do have a pair of friendlies coming up and there are Chicago Red Stars who so will be representing there. Uh, Casey Kruger, Turner Davidson uh, and Mal Pugh have been called up into those camps. They'll be facing off against South Korea. And uh, we ourselves uh, will eventually be back with another episode where we will specifically preview the final regular season match Chicago is playing against Orlando Pride. Yeah, 
Patreon subscribers, let us know if there's anything else you'd like us to talk about. We'll probably be talking U.S. stuff and previewing Orlando and all of that sort of stuff. But if there's anything else that um, people would like us to talk about, let us know. Yeah, right on. We always love to hear from you guys. Um, You always come through clutch, as always. I want to thank you all for listening. If you've enjoyed what you've heard us rambling about today, just want to let you know there's a number of ways to continue your support of our work. You can do that best way most directly is by our patrons so head on over to Southside Tribe Patreon and find a tier that works for you we've got all kinds of subscriptions starting at $2 all the way to $25 with all different kinds of perks um, and for whatever reason subscribing financially isn't something that you are able to do right now we understand things are hard all over there's other ways you can continue your support you can find us on streaming services like Anchor, Spotify, iTunes run on over leave us a rating leave us a review that stuff helps us out so much when you hit the 5 stars and leave a review uh, and you can also find us on social uh, media channels. So you can find us on Twitter or Instagram at Southside Trap Pod with one letter P and hit us with the follow there as well. Thanks everybody for listening. Continue to wear your mask, wash your hands, wash your face, wash your everything. Get vaccinated if you are able. Okay. And continue your support of black players and black lives. And we'll be back next week.